I was laughing because I just got a text from a friend and he sent me an IMDb listing for a movie called Christian Mingle that came out last year. You mean based on the popular website? Yes. Is this the first website-based movie? Um, I want... I guess it depends. Do you count You've Got Mail? No, that wasn't a website. Well... It was a computer title. It's, it's, it was based... I mean, AOL email, when you'd log in, it would say, You've Got Mail. But that's, that's not a website. It's from a website. It's AOL, on the web. AOL at the time was basically just a big gussied yeah, up web I mean, front end. The front the front page for AOL.com is That was a web portal service. No. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Uh I, I don't there was agree, a, but okay. <laughs> there was no Homestar Runner movie, right? Is there a LOL Cats movie? Mm, I, there I is a Grumpy Cat movie, but that's not a website. That's a meme. There, there was recently a horror movie that heavily featured Facebook, but I don't think it was called Face. There's, oh, there, un- there's the unfriended? movie called Facebook. Unfriended? There's the movie called yeah, uh, yeah Unfriended. Oh yes, the Social Network. So the Social was, Network. That was yeah, but that was based on the company Facebook and the and the founder. Yeah, that's more bio, so than just based on a website. The, yeah, the next this one, one. This one is. Uh, this one se- seems to be. Let me. Let me just. Let me just read the plot summary by anonymous they don't even they won't even own up to knowing the plot of this gwyneth hayden has it all a top-notch career killer wardrobe dream apartment and great friends she thinks the only thing missing is a man and a moment of inspired desperation she fills out a profile on the dating website christianmingle.com hoping to find mr right however Gwyneth's Christianity is a little rusty, and her attempts at impressing a dream guy <laughs> end in disaster when he calls her out on her faux faith. And an honest realization, she sees her superficial life for what it really is and is driven to create a personal relationship with God. <sighs> don't, don't choke. So... <laughs> Is the relationship that everybody who goes to ChristianMingle.com end up with just God? Or do they actually find a man sometimes? I don't know. <laughs> so, so I, I really, I actually really want to, I feel like I need to see this film now. Because I, I want, I at least want to see the first 30 minutes of it. Because I want to see the thought process that this this woman who decides she you know she's gonna get an online relationship going because there are lots of websites I mean there's there's even farmersonly.com which is the dating website for farmers only. No non farmers <laughs> allowed. Is there like a farmer lingo for a non farmer? An a consumer. Edies. Edies <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh Consumer or Edies both work. Got to get your, <laughs> your Edies. Um, yeah, um, but I, no, I, I want to know. I want to know what the um, what's her thought process that leads her to say, "Okay, I'm not. I, I don't." She's not very religious, obviously. The very beginning of this movie, 
She's why go to that well? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> maybe I mean, maybe there's a then maybe there's a prequel called uh, um, like well, okay, Cupid or something. <laughs> uh huh. And that's just a porno. Like that's just <laughs> that's just about hooking up. Right? So so af- after porn is when she she says, "Okay, Jesus, help me find a dude." <laughs> Question. Is Kirk Cameron the male that I, she's dating? I didn't see. I didn't see Kirk I, I Cameron. There's a high probability of a cameo. I okay. I didn't see him in here, but I also haven't looked too hard. I, I maintain that Kirk Cameron is the only reason I even know who he is as a celebrity is because of uh, growing, growing pains? pains. No. Oh no, that's not what I was going to say. Uh, I only know him because I had the behind the scenes magic. For Back to the Future, it was a VHS starring Kirk Cameron, and I'm he, I'm convinced they got him because Michael J. Fox was busy, busy making Back to the Future too. Yeah, <laughs> or well, Teen it, Wolf. Teen Wolf is a classic. Teen Wolf too. Teen. No, <laughs> Justin Bateman was in Teen Wolf. Yeah, too. yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I don't think he was in. The Not one. Justin, Jason, Justine Bateman is the sister. Yes. Dang it. Hmm. Uh, but no, I oh, say so. Kirk, Kirk Cameron's not in the cast list. Didn't look to see if he was a like EP or something. Though he, he's probably yeah, he's probably in the production staff, or he just probably hung out during filming. <laughs> he's just he just hangs around the craft service table. He's just there. It's <laughs> like you guys are making that movie, huh? Right, Christian Mingle sounds like a great flick. Movie of the year. <laughs> Have you seen my Left Behind movies? Yeah. So will this, you think this will end up being worse? So I was going to say the only other like close to a website like movie thing was the TV show based off a Twitter feed called Shit My Dad Says, which I think only lasted for maybe the pilot or something. Was it, that like a reality show? It was a, no, it no, was, it was a regular it was a sitcom. sitcom. They got a, um, Shatner for it, I want to say. As the dad? Yeah. Of course, it'd be funny if it was like he was talking about his dad. Shatner talking about his dad? Yeah. They really, they really missed an opportunity, though. They should have called it Shat, my dad says. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that. Just, just trying to work that in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, okay, this doesn't count, but I think it's interesting. Uh, the website hamsterdance.com uh-huh. sold music CDs. Yes. For a band that they formed because of the website. I remember this. Called Hamps- Hampton and the Hamsters. Finding Forrester. That was the one based off of a website. Um, that was where... That one was based off of the website you're the man now dog.com, I recall. No, that that's backwards. Got that backwards. Damn it. <laughs> it might as well have been. <laughs> might as well have been... Yeah, I mean, I only know the two lines from that movie now. You only know you're the man now, dog. Yeah, and punch the keys for God's sakes. I didn't even remember that. That's, that's the other. And line. I've seen the movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't really think of any other website-based movies. If you know of any website-based movies, <laughs> email us at podcast at com. <laughs> How about Axe Cop? 
Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Was sure. It, I wasn't Axe Cop a comic book first. It, was it a comic book or was it a webcomic? I want to say it was a comic book first because it was... Uh, now someone's going to fact check this, hopefully. Um, it was an actual comic artist. Yes. And his five young old. five-year-old brother. Yeah. That, that got together and did it. So he was already a comic artist, I want to say. Yeah, I think he was already a comic artist. Yeah. But... The question is whether it was published or a website. Yeah. First. I want to say it was published. I don't, I don't think it was a, a webcomic first. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I keep hoping for the day that Dr. McNinja breaks out, which is a webcomic. And so that is a, a, an Irish ninjutsu specialist who is also a pediatrician? Basically, yeah. His uh, 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 front desk attendant is a gorilla. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the very first thing he does, like the first, what's the, the name of the gorilla? I forget. Oh. But I, I know. Hope it's I know Sancho. that his first uh, his first patient, at least the first one they show in the comics, is a uh, a kid who uh, comes in smelling like maple syrup. And he has lumberjack syndrome, mm. and he immediately turns into a, a giant rampaging lumberjack. And apparently, I think like half of our society has lumberjack syndrome. These days. Well, apparently, the only cure for it was like giving the kid a an ear piercing, because apparently lumberjacks don't have pierced ears. Sure, it's and it, it only gets better from there. It, it's a brilliant comic. I actually really enjoy it. Um, so this is still in beta. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to address that. Just like, uh, podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast where, uh, me and my brother and a friend of ours talk about video games, uh, because we all work in video games development. And so why not? So I've been playing, I, I'm trying to wrap up Dragon Age Inquisition Game's super buggy um, on the PC. Like, I've got people just, like, popping out of the ground at me. I had I had a dialogue. Were they mole people? No, they were just regular kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what are they doing on the ground? I don't know. It was my, uh, like, one time it was one of my forward scouts, so there's, like, this um, campsite thing. And she just like, I hear, I've got something for you. And then, like, popsing out of the ground, like, there she is. I'm standing right next That's to you. A... They so maybe use that it's... skill in the combat. Yeah, maybe it's excellent camouflage. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh... but there's stuff like that. The game crashes pretty regularly. It was great. I, I tried to play it last night, and uh, I was informed by Origin that it needed to update and I looked at the patch notes, and like the last thing in the patch notes was improved stability. And so after it got done downloading the like one point something gigabyte patch and installed, I r- tried to run it, and it said, "Give me through some like critical error or something." And I'm like, "Great, great, improved stability." <laughs> and then I had to, I had to like go to the origin thing and say like repair the game, which apparently means. Download the game again. And uh, then it did ran through that. 
And then I so, and that introduced the, the mole people? No. No. The mole people have uh, been around for ages, apparently. So that's just a regular feature? Yeah. Uh, nice. Well, instead of mole people, I did have somebody drop from the sky uh, instead. So... A cloud person. Yeah. I don't know if that's an improvement, but... It's... It's, uh... <clears throat> I also had this thing uh, where you can you can whenever you go to your little um, your little uh, safe house thing and uh, you talk to your different uh, party members, it'll occasionally do like a little cinematic dialogue sequence. So not the regular like they're both sitting in like static idle positions and you have a dialogue wheel and you like, what's up with you? But this is like a like a little story thing. So it teleported me and Iron Bull out to this courtyard thing, and uh, Iron Bull is this gigantic monster man. And in the background is Cassandra uh, doing her like target dummy practice dummy like stuff that she's been doing. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Cassandra, and she's like smacking Iron Bull with this stick. And in the background is Cassandra. Also, also, also. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> what? Cassandra clones? No. <laughs> so, uh, is this real life? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's stuff like that. It's just like so. A lot of continuity makes things all make even more sense. They just yeah. it's just them catching the stunt double in the frame during filming. Yeah, and that's that's what I choose to believe anyway. Like there was another quest that I had to like load from a previous save point three times because the boss or the the quest objective character that I needed to kill didn't spawn in. And uh is this a Bethesda game? I looked I looked online and I was and I was like, is there some kind of like bug like known bug for this? And yes. Just like occasionally this character will not spawn in. And it's like if he doesn't spawn in, load to an earlier save from before entering this zone. And then uh, keep reloading until he actually spawns in, and I'm just like, "Come on, guys! Come on! Come on, QA!" <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting bug. I mean, like reproduce the way you reproduce is just keep reloading. Maybe it'll work. Yeah, steps like, to reproduce. <laughs> load into the zone because that's that's what computers are known for. Sometimes working. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. And there was another thing well, where, like, his spawning is based on a loot table. So. <laughs> if you had, if there was another th- bug listed in that group that was, if you had claimed that fort uh, before uh, before he spawns in, then he will never spawn in, and you cannot complete the quest. Maybe it like, is a loot table, and it's, if it's it's got like a fifty percent chance that he'll spawn, and then every other entry is DLC stubs. Don't don't joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah. So I've been playing trying to finish that out and I've also been playing City Skylines. Mm. Which is really good. It's a really good game. If you liked SimCity 2000, you will like this game. So I I've been playing a a handful of games. Um the one I've been playing the most 
lately uh, is uh, Zeno, Xenoblade Chronicles. Sorry, I, I have to keep those names straight because, you know, Xenogears, Xenosaga, and now there's Xenoblade. Is Xeno, Xenoblade related? I'm told, yes. It's by the same company. And, I, I mean, I, I'm not incredibly far in it yet. And there are giant mechs, so yes. Is that the game where you play most of the most of the game out on top of like two uh, stagnant giant robots? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm fighting some I'm fighting a whole bunch of monsters on like the knee of a dude. Yeah, and there's like there's like two giant robots kind of locked into a pose. Yeah, and the yeah, whole town that's it. and everything is yeah. Yeah, that's that's basically, and it's a, it's got a really interesting combat system. I I was actually really impressed with the way it looks. I mean, I know it was originally a Wii game, and they re-released it for the 3DS. Because I totally missed it when it was out on the Wii, and now that I'm playing through it, uh, I'm really impressed with what they were what they're able to do with the 3DS. I think, and I guess you have to have the new 3DS to do that. But um, the combat system is interesting. Uh, it's positional, so you, you basically control one character and you have to move around, and uh, you have an auto attack, and so you can run up and you can start hitting enemies with your with whatever weapon you have, but then you have an action bar. It's It basically plays like uh, a modern MMO, because, you know, all, all the MMOs have action bars, so you don't have MP or anything. Everything's just on a cooldown. And oh. it's kind of interesting the way that works. Uh, I'm not sure that I I like that they do that yet, but does it set? Is it like Mass Effect where it sets everything to a cooldown for you, when you use an ability? Or uh, like no, it's, it's just per ability. Okay, so which like... is actually not bad, but um, I don't know. It's it's I like the story so far. I mean, yeah, it's the one with the two giant light robots. It's basically the it's a lot like uh, the Babylonian creation myth of like you know like Marduk versus Tiamat and all that, except they both die and they become two different continents or whatever. But I think you're overestimating how how, how well read Babylonian <laughs> creation. I yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I, I'm I like it because it 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 is taking something that I'm semi familiar with, or at least I think it is. If it's not, it's doing a really good job of convincing me that I'm smarter than I am. <laughs> and I, I like it when games do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also picked up the Trine 3 Early Access. Oh, yeah. I played Trine 2 a little while ago. Yeah. found that most most of the puzzles were solvable with the wizard and physics, uh, breaking the physics with bridges and boxes. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean... Physics is how you solve most things in life, I, I would say. There's no, there is no problem that can't be fixed in physics. Yeah, think on that. What about a problem like Maria? What? <laughs> what? No. He knows. Yeah. I don't. Sound of music. Oh. Yeah. There's a physics way to fix that. I don't know. <laughs> Catapult? I don't know. 
only Mr. Von Trapp or whatever had been a physicist instead of a Navy something. Navy something? Was it Navy? He had that stupid whistle. I assume it was Navy. Uh, yeah, probably. That, that's my theory anyway. Captain on, on deck or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, it's not often that we have some kind of musical reference thrown in, but yeah, there it is. And never again. <laughs> so I forget what I was going to say about trying now. That did that. <laughs> uh, also of interest today, uh, Black Mesa. This is this might be what I was going to talk about. Black Mesa uh, source is available on Steam now. I mean, it's been available on Steam. Well, for you can buy it now. Oh, okay. So now I've got the privilege of now, paying. Now they for want it, the monies. Paying for the free thing that I had before. Is it significantly different? Has anyone looked into this yet? Different than different than the mod. What the pay for version? Yeah, I have no idea. You just told me about it today. Oh, well, it's twenty bucks. Uh huh. And it's early access. So, that's so two I don't points know against it. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's changed since I played the mod all the way up to Zen. You know, was it three years ago? All the way up to like the last twenty minutes of the game or whatever. Yeah. So I don't. I feel like I don't understand its purpose. Is it like, hey, we did this thing a long time ago and we still don't have jobs? Is that what it is? And so now let's try to sell it? Or I don't know. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just seeing the worst in the situation, but I don't understand why it's for sale now. Maybe it's an early access because they spent so much time working on it and then they were like, how are we going to get this finished? I don't know. Maybe if somebody pays us to finish it. And so now... Now, I'll give them this. I think they've definitely got more of a game than a lot of early access games do. Oh, yeah. I, that you've played already. Because you played the mod already. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I, get, I mean, I, I bet if, if it is just the same thing plus Zen, maybe. Um, I know... I bet I know why they're charging 20 bucks. Because hmm. the physics is different in Zen. Physics oh. is how they're making money. Oh, okay. That's the problem you're solving with physics. I, I'm, yeah, they're solving it. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So, I, I, I just pulled it up on, the, on my phone here. It says uh, $20 gets you early access, uh-huh. uh, which contains 85% of the single-player campaign. It's 10 hours of gameplay, everything up to the Lambda Core chapter. That, mean, <laughs> that means Zen is, not, is still not there. What was the Lambda Core chapter? Is that Zen? No, it goes all the way up to it, so right when you go through the, the portal yeah. to Zen, where, where the mod ended. So they're selling the mod. It's, that is... Yes. Okay. Do they say do they say why they're selling it now instead of having it for free? Uh Cuz early access I'm looking. That tells that would that would imply that they're doing more work on it. 
At least that's what I understand Early Access is supposed to be. Now, I've heard different from people who have played Early Access games, paid for them, and then had the game that they were playing just released, like go from beta or whatever to version one, and they don't actually address anything with the money that they that was paid to them. But... Okay, okay, so here, here's what I understand. Uh, they, the early access is including multiplayer with six maps. So they're going to have uh, six maps for deathmatch. Great. And, oh, and team deathmatch, that's, that's something. Mm-hmm. And what they're going to do is they're going to work with the community to, to make Zen. And they're gonna what they're gonna do is they're gonna talk with the community and try to reimagine Zen as uh, because they say it's the probably like the le- the least fun part of Half Life Original. I agree that Zen was the least fun part of the original Half Life, um, especially the giant baby you fight at the end. Oh, the uh, the Nihilanth, whatever. With the with the with the his head unfolds and shoots yeah, rockets out of it his, or something. His brain blooms and then you shoot him in the brain. You gotta uh, kill the giant. The, that seems like a real evolutionary fault to have your one weakness like randomly expose itself. Yeah, yeah, and then to also sit in a nest. That has a bunch of jump pads around it, so that somebody who wants to attack you and your gigantic weak point that well, opens up you're, you're, and just jump on top of your head and shoot it. We we can't just gloss over the gun arch either, though. What's a gun arch? That, that sounds like that an was, urban dictionary. It, thing. Maybe maybe the jump pads was like a, a a way to feed it, and that was its feeding hole. It the, was like a baby bird, like asking for food. Open it, the, open it up. But the food were bullets. It's it it's it thirsts for knowledge. It opens up. You have to throw a book in it. I'm a giant brain. It's just... <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just goes, input. I want Pop-Tarts. And you just throw them in there. <laughs> that, that just gums up the machine. Um, so, uh, the Gone Arch was the... the uh, was that the giant spider? It, it was the walking testicle, yeah. 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 That was That's literally what the inspiration was for the enemy. So, I, I'm not I'm not misrepresenting it. That is what they have said. That is that was what they wanted. Uh, I mean, it's even in, kind of in the name. It's it's a testicle spider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gone arch or gone arc, I guess is would be more accurate. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like there's not a whole lot new in this in this new release of this thing. So it's twenty bucks, and you get. Multiplayer, which is what everybody wants in Half Life. Well, everyone already has it. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, Half Life Two Deathmatch is based. I mean, you you can just make the maps uh-huh. in the Half Life Two engine, and you're done. Yeah. What 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 I think is funny about this whole attempt is that that Source engine by now is pretty old doesn't really support a lot of great a looking fancy, stuff. fresh stuff 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and so it's like they're using some pretty old tech. And then on top of that, they're just making a, a game that was already made. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I, it just it doesn't seem like a very exciting project. It's been 10 years. They've been they've been literally working on this thing for 10 years at this point. It's I think they're about six years late to the party for this. And I and, and and I you know I'm all for people you know pushing forward with the blessings of a, of a of a company saying hey we're going to remake this game for fun it's going it's a mod team thing grassroots yada 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 uh, I assume that in the ten years people have been working on this people who they were involved in the project have had other jobs <laughs> I hope they'd have to yeah I mean not just living out of their parents' garage or something but yeah. either that or they're like heiresses to some kind of hotel chain or this something. is the paris hilton game yeah this is what she makes in her free time when she's not doing that whatever reality tv thing she does i don't think Being she does horrible. that anymore what <laughs> i i don't think she does the reality tv shows anymore oh well i didn't watch it so i, I wouldn't know <laughs> i i just assume that she's on duck dynasty or something <laughs> yeah that would be great <laughs> um, you mean she's not <laughs> yeah she's she plays Sai who uh, the guy <laughs> one of the I don't know he's one of the guys with the beards I mean that's everybody on that show but <laughs> she spends hours in makeup every episode just to get the beard it's, it's gotta be perfect how many ZZ Top members did they have to kill to make that beard they're, they're, uh, There's only three. No, they're 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 cruelty free. <laughs> oh, okay. They they got a member in back. They just go out and shear him every season. All that to say, uh, Black Mesa. Yeah. I don't know. I might give him twenty bucks. I have that for them. <laughs> Along the lines of remaking Valve games, I played that. Uh, the mod or whatever that was like the. Texture redo and Half-Life all that stuff. Two Reborn or something. Yeah, I played that one and I don't really know. I can't really tell if the art was better or not. <laughs> I I played a little bit um, and I don't know. I glowing review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it was How better. was it? This is a re-release? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot tell one way or the other. <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> that's, really, that's really sad. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if you looked back at the old art, you could be like, oh, okay. That thing's like yeah, okay. more detailed. The texture on that tin can is slightly more texture than the texture on that old tin can or something. Yeah, yeah like... I don't know. I mean, the the fact is, like, I played through the game. It didn't. It wasn't like, oh, this looks so much better. Like, I can notice. So, so, so. is it? I mean, I, I think we talked about this last time, and I remember saying I looked at like two screenshots of it, and there might have been the time before, but uh, I remember, and I couldn't really tell the difference between two screen, two thumbnails side by side, and I felt no compulsion to even. You know, click it and zoom in, and and hope it looks different because it, it's like it, it, they're the same thumbnail. I don't care. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's possible that they just updated the the textures to look current, but not better than current, so it doesn't matter. 
Or maybe yes, they, it lacks it lacks the gravitas. It, I mean, it may be one of those things, and I've seen this with like a, a bunch of Skyrim mod like texture packs and stuff where they're like, well, now we've gone from like the uh, this game shipped with twenty forty eight textures, but we upres them to forty ninety six or whatever, and all they did was take it into Photoshop, change like go to image scale, hit you know. A hundred percent or two hundred percent, and then add like a unsharp like a, mask or something. Yeah, and then export that back out. I you know, I like, think they must have done more work than that. I hope so. <laughs> for what? for Valve to be like, yeah, let's let's go ahead and put this on Steam as like a are, thing. To are download. you sure? Are you sure? I have no idea. They sell. And, they, they were selling mods for a little bit. And I'll, I'll oh, be honest. Right. Yeah, that's on that's on the list. Well. One, this was free, but the other thing was for now. I think I mean it's probably one of those things where like access. like when you're talking about the screenshot too, yeah. you could probably do like an optometrist like better like which one is better number one or number two, and if you like surveyed a dozen people or you know several hundred people, it would be like, well, sometimes they said the old one was better, and sometimes they said <laughs> the the new one was better, and. Yeah, yeah, it didn't feel like I was playing a whole new retexture game. It just it felt like I was playing the old game, and you should have played my... the old game first, and then done it. And yeah, then I didn't. See. I didn't have to download both of them. And... I think you have to download both of them, don't you? No, it's I a think... mod. Oh wait. no, it was released as a separate. Oh, well, that doesn't make thing. any sense. But I don't know. I uh, from what I can recall, when I played the game. It's not like, oh, I was wowed by something. Like, I think it has to be, like, a crazy improvement. Like, if you did something... Like, if you took, like, Wolfenstein, like, the first one, and yeah. redid that, I would notice the textures being different because they don't look like you made them in paint. <laughs> but... <laughs> and, the, and the walls aren't actually just, like, staggered image planes that make it appear to have depth. Right. Actually, I'd be really impressed if you could do that in the Wolfenstein engine. Like, you know, do a graphics overhaul for that DOS game. <laughs> if you could replace, yeah, like all of that uh, art. Yeah, that I would. Act, I'd play that just out of res- mad respect for whoever went to the trouble of doing that. Yeah, I think that would be a a feat. I'm not even sure it's possible. I don't know. Right, but even like Challenge a game like issued, like, <laughs> like come on. I think if anyone would could do it, it would be John Carmack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, come on, French guy, the the one Frenchman that listens to the podcast. <laughs> no, he doesn't listen after last time. Oh, uh, we're sorry. <laughs> he didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I don't know that. I, I I have mixed feelings about Valve right now because like. Uh, off right off the heels of this whole debacle with the Skyrim mods. Today, going back to the Black Mesa thing, Black Mesa was a mod, mm-hmm. and now it's not. But at least it's not a mod being sold in the same way the Skyrim thing was. But you know, you can still apparently you can still get the Black Mesa mod, which is what? almost the same thing as what you're buying. It, it sounds like. Explain the Skyrim mod debacle. Uh, so. 
Was it like Tuesday of last week? Yeah, it was like last last week, and it lasted for about three days. Yeah. Uh, Valve opened up a for-pay kind of deal with the Steam Workshop for Skyrim only. And so a bunch of mods that were free suddenly were for pay. And then other mods, so this is, I mean, that's fine, honestly. I actually don't have a problem with that because you can already kind of do that with uh, uh, like Team Fortress 2 and Dota. You can make hats, you can make items and things like that, and you can sell them in these, in these games. So where this gets murky for me is a lot of mods that were free and available elsewhere. So like the, the Sky, yeah, the Nexus. Uh, mod authors started pulling their mods off of this website to post them on the for pay program. Obviously. And so, well, well sure, but, you know, I'm not going to pick on any individual mod author for that, but what, what that caused is not necessarily just a, oh, now I have to pay for these things, you know, because I, I totally respect people who are working hard on these things. Like, you know, we... A couple weeks ago, we gave crap to that kid who did that one Skyrim mod, but, you know, he did it. But, it's true. At least he didn't charge money for it. Yeah, and, but, and then he, what, what the problem here is, is it's, it's taking an existing community and it's basically causing a, a ripple effect of wreaking havoc on the entire ecosystem surrounding this game. And I think that, that, was, that was a really poorly calculated move on Valve's part. Yeah. There was a number of things... That I found to be problematic with it. Uh, um, one of one of them was that which which you mentioned, which is um, some authors decided that that their stuff should uh, be paid paid for. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is that um, along with that, um, there's a, there's a quite a few mods that people have that either require. Um, other mods to be installed beforehand uh, or utilize other people's mod content because it was all available. They had kind of just gentlemen's agreements or, uh, you know, like written credits in some kind of text file or something saying these associated mods were included in my mod. So when those things become paid for, then you're then making money off of other people's work. Right. Uh, and there's no, there was no oversight to that. And there was even one mod author who attempted to pull down a mod he converted to a paid mod from the workshop uh, because one of the other content authors asked him, like, was like, hey, you know, or he was contacted and, and was asked, like, does... You know, ex mod author know that you're posting his content for and making money off of it, and he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'll try to get this taken down." Yeah. Um. And there was there's more there there was more hassle to be had trying to pull a pay for mod off of Steam than there was uploading somebody else's content because there's no check to make sure that you were even the author. Yeah. Because that you was could thing. download a zip file of anybody's mod from the Nexus before that happened, mm-hmm. upload it as your own, and start charging money for it. Yeah, yep. that just sounds really shitty. Like... And the other thing is, there was a uh, uh, 
was the the monetary split was really funky. Yeah. Because it's pub or either publisher or developer defined. Mm-hmm. So Valve, because they're the, the distributor. platform distributor, yeah. they get their thirty percent cut, which is fine. Which is what they get on it, everything. That's what they get on on pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, aside from any kind of special dealings with a developer or something that might happen. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the way uh, Bethesda arranged it was that. They would receive uh, the uh, uh, the what was it? See, they got thirty, and they leave seventy. So then Bethesda, Bethesda got like forty. They got forty-five or was it? It's forty. Yeah, it's forty-five. Because say, yeah. uh, the the actual mod author then only got like twenty-five percent. Right. So so the mod so. Bethesda gets a hefty sum of what somebody did to modify their game. Right. Um, and I understand that. I actually do. Uh, it, it's a, you know, if you, you can't, I think, again, we're not lawyers, but it goes back to the sort of thing is like you, you can't give something away for free to a certain group of people and then still expect to make money off of it from another perspective. And so, it makes sense that if, if they're going to legally be, I mean, allow uh, mod authors to sell their, you know, their content um, using Bethesda's assets, uh, there needs to be some, you know, they need to be able to hold on to that justification moving forward. And so they need to make some money off of it. Uh, so I understand this, but, but I mean, to it, some I think degree, it illustrates, well, my, like, my point is, I think it illustrates the whole reason that mods should be free, though. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna charge ten bucks for uh, a, a horse hat, uh, and you're only gonna make two dollars and fifty cents off of each sale, that's that's not. I think that there are far better ways for the mod community to to make their money. I mean, if if you're gonna go to the trouble of learning these tools, you're gonna go to the trouble of actually making this th- this thing, making sure it works, and bug testing and all that. You might as well make your own game at that point, because you're, you're you're getting so boned by that system. And my point with that is, mods are not mods should not be for making money. It shouldn't even be for a tip jar. It should be for the love of doing that thing and to get what you want out there. So the I'm gonna argue against you, okay? Because part of it is, if I were to go make my own game, mm-hmm. I I could make a mod for Skyrim my by myself. And make money off of it. But if you're saying, I need to go make my own game, I'm going to go have to hire an artist, at least one programmer, and spend a lot more time because I don't have the skill set to do all of these other things. I can't do all of the art production mm-hmm. or all of the programming, but I know how to design, I know how to script, I know how to level design. Sure. So I can do all of that and make something really cool with a tool set that's already created versus... If I were to go make my own game, it's way more work and way and and there's a risk, right? There's uh-huh. an expense. Like I just spend sixty dollars, I get Skyrim and I get the tools, and I can go do something with that. My only expense at that point is time. Okay, and my so, my counterpoint to that though is if you I I would wager, and I'm not speaking from anything other than anecdotal or postulation here. But I would wager that the vast majority of the mods that people would even be willing to spend money on 
are actually being produced by people who are already in the industry and have those contacts and are making games on the side anyway. And so if, if there was a situation like that, they probably are making their own games. That, that's, that's my counter argument to that. Um, but if you're learning and you're just doing it for funsies, I don't think I honestly don't think most people are going to make a mod that most people are going to want to buy. I mean, uh, if you look at a, it was a Gunpoint uh, that's on Steam, incidentally, uh, made by basically one guy, and that became his. He wanted it to be what he uses for pitching the studios. Hey, you should hire me, and he did everything for it, and it was it was so successful that he's now he basically has his own studio because of it, and he did that on his own. Sold it on Steam, so Steam still got their thirty percent, but everything else was his. I mean, aside from taxes, I guess. I don't know. I I think there are definitely things that people would would spend money on that one person could do. I mean, if you're, and and it is pro, and it may be somebody like somebody who's a really good artist mm-hmm. and does contracting for game companies. If it's something that they can do on their off time and go, I'm going to go take the Daedric weapons and make really awesome looking versions of them because. That's part of my skill set. And then I'm going to go charge two bucks for just art swapping those weapons. People will go buy that. I'm not saying they won't. And, and you know, it's I think it's just a how much is your time worth kind of kind of situation for, for that. Oh, I, think, I think my time is worth more than 25% of whatever I charge for it. But, I mean, and the thing is, it, it can become a business. I mean... I know people who work, who make money, their career is making stuff for Dota 2 or, right. or whatever. Yeah. So I, I, I know I, a guy who quit his job to do that. Right. So, yeah. I mean, why not Why not be able to do that for Skyrim? I, I don't think, to me, that's no different. I don't see any difference in that. The difference I see with that is Valve has a heavy vetting process and the integration... There's a there's a lot of quality control so, that mm-hmm. goes into what gets so, sold on the Steam Workshop that, for their yes. game, and that is the problem that I have with kind of what was described with the with the Skyrim thing. It's not that people can go make money with mods; it's that the oversight was terrible. It seems like you just could throw something out there, and it would, and you didn't even have to necessarily be the creator for it. There was no like checking to make sure that you were the creator of it there was no oversight to the system and so like the shittiness of how the system works i think is the problem with it and not the fact that people were able to charge money for skyrim mods yeah the other issue i have is that it is a it is a game that's been out for four years of free mods yeah and then yeah. suddenly it's, it was a terrible game it, to it's do a that forceful too. conversion of of a community and it yeah. and it and and I I actually wonder if that community is ever going to truly recover from it, because of of the you know the effects it's going to have on all like it didn't just affect Steam it affected other corners of the internet. Now, but I I I hear your point I really do. Um, but when you're when you're making hats or when you're making weapons or skins or pieces of armor or art pieces, that's in many ways, it's less about making the mod at that point, it's, and it's more about entering into a business agreement with, with Valve, like you're talking about that vetting thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't question that at all, because you know exactly what you're getting into with all of that. 
it is a it's an extremely proctored experience and you're basically becoming a contract artist for valve and then you know because it is so proctored no matter how much money you make doing that whether you're selling emoticons or you're doing hats or you're doing something else on that marketplace one the game was established to be that so you're not there's not this nebulousness of what's free and what's not and two because of the processes involved in getting going on that uh you're effectively buffing your resume i mean if if you were a student and and like say you're going to like some games program somewhere and you get your your mega sword put on to dota 2 you put that on your resume that's helping you career-wise. I mean, you might make some scratch doing that, but just being able to say, hey, I did this thing, and you can put a resume line on and say Valve, that in itself makes it intrinsically valuable. So I think it's just the execution of it and the fact that they used it on a game that had already had a massive, a massive amount of mod content for free. Like, I feel like they should have... They, they probably did, and but really should have known that it was going to completely damage all of the other modding communities for the for the game that were out there like yeah because anybody that had anything that was worth any mod that was worth something on another website and they already knew if their webs if their mod was worth something because they knew how many people downloaded it and upvoted it and such would definitely be compelled by money to go pull it off of those sites and make it for pay so yeah yeah i i would absolutely agree that in a in a large way it is the execution that that made it so uh, unpalatable. But I will also say that, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I feel like the concept of mods, because, you know, looking at uh, Team Fortress and all that, you know, those, are, those don't change the game all that intrinsically when you purchase, like, hats or extra, you know, visual armor pieces or anything like that. So they're not really mods in the same way. But I do feel like modding an existing game and getting going with that, because yes, you can take a mod professional. I mean, like I think I think uh, Dota itself was a mod. Yeah. Uh, and so, and League of Legends was born out of that, and you know, I mean, Counter Strike, Counter Strike, Team Val's, Fortress itself Team was Fortress, a mod. Yeah. Uh, and some so, of their tentpole properties are just mods. Yeah. And so, you know, when you make a sequel to a mod or you make a full version of a mod, it's a, it's a different beast, sure, but. Uh, I think that I think my my thesis stands, or at least I, I stand by it, uh, it, in that I feel like mods themselves should be m- mainly a labor of love, rather than a labor of hey, I'm going to make a few extra bucks on this. And I'm, I'm not begrudging people who want to make money. Don't don't misunderstand that. But I, I I don't I don't feel like that should be your your reason for doing it. One Maybe of the reasons I I. I, I... I buy the Bethesda games is at this point is because I know that the modding community is so huge. Yeah. And I know, and like, that's one of the reasons I held out for over a year on buying Skyrim because I was like, I'm going to see what the mods community does first. And then I'll, I'll let that pan out and I'll see, I'll let like some people aggregate some of the like top mod stuff. And then I'll set that stuff up, get into that game. Mm-hmm. I never played the game vanilla. Uh, I don't know what that's like, but, uh, yeah, I went into it with like 30 something mods installed. Now, now I want to pitch this question to you. Okay. So inevitably fallout four is going to come out. Yeah. Right. So say that thing launches with paid mods. 
how likely are you to just how like how likely are you to run with mods at that point um i think there will still be some free mods Mm -hmm. so i i don't i i think that's a better way to do it personally is that you can charge for mods i think there's still going to be a lot of people that will produce free ones in spite of it yeah um I'm interested in the idea. They one thing that they changed at like just like the day before knocking the whole thing out altogether was they added a uh pay what you want option. Yeah. Because that wasn't an option initially. Um I would definitely find myself like willing to donate to people who make like Sky UI or yeah. like the guy who makes the the ENB like rendering module stuff mm-hmm. like that's those... not easy to do that that stuff takes a lot of effort and i totally I, that, that yeah. stuff's nuts like yeah. i don't even know how that guy does it but uh it, but as far as stuff like like if somebody started changing you know like the leveling system but they wanted me to pay money for it yeah well i'm not gonna try it because it's gonna take me it's going to take me like several, you know, hours of playing that game to figure out if I even enjoy that method of leveling. And by that point, I I've spent the money. Uh-huh. You know, I've sunk that money into this mod that maybe I don't even like. Um, but yeah. the other thing is like it it uh relegates that system relegates um the mods into the uh the workshop interface, mm-hmm. which I had one mod that I actually downloaded through the workshop and the other 29 mods were from the Nexus through an external mod manager because it handles all of the load order and right. other things. Yeah, that was that was also the issue I had with like Skyrim was like, I think, I mean... Maybe Skyrim I got through through Steam, but Oblivion I got from the store on a CD. So like, <laughs> yeah, back I, I back don't even know like if things. I like if they had changed Oblivion mods, like I don't even know if I could have still used them anymore because I didn't have a Steam version of the game. Right. Yeah. Um, all that to say, I mean, I, I I'm gonna buy Fallout Four no matter what the state of the mod community is, because uh, I, I I you know. Ignoring the business decisions involved in percentages and deciding they're going to charge for mods and who thought this was a good idea, who's standing by, I don't even care. It's going to be a good game because the guys at Bethesda know how to make a good game. I'm going to play that. Uh, As far as mods go, I think what you'll see is as soon as the mod community switches into a paid model, uh, which it saddens me and I'm not happy about it, but I understand how that's going to work out. I can I can even see how it's going to pan out. So presumably that's going to happen. Uh, you're going to see paid mods. You're going to see some free mods. All the best mods are going to probably be for pay. Uh, and assuming that they have some system of keeping it legitimate, and clearly if you're entering if you're entering into the agreement to to get twenty five percent or whatever the percentage is, that's on you. You made that decision. Uh, so that's cool. Whatever. I'm not going to judge you for it. Uh, it's not how I would do it, but, you know, if you make something worthwhile, you'll get my money. That's, I mean, that's how I'm, I'm going to do it. I mean, I'm, 
yeah. because but uh, you know it's gonna be the same approach i take the dlc it's gotta be good yeah yeah my so so my thought was like how would you feel about okay so this is a different thing like how would you feel about it if it was a paid mod system but perhaps because bethesda was really big on quality control and and like helping with guiding pricing and stuff for things if the game itself came out free and then there was a paid mod thing like how do you think something like that would work the like the base game was free yeah or way cheaper like ten dollars oh that would be really weird they're they're doing that though i mean that's, that's actually a thing i'm mean, not bethesda but i mean that's... dota 2 is free right and is it all of its it money 20. comes from mods yeah i think dota is 2 free is now? free yeah i remember it was it was 20 and i haven't even looked at the store page in forever though I don't know. And uh, I mean, maybe I'm mistaken, but Team Fortress 2 is free now also and they make all of their money yeah now yeah. off of basically mods. Yeah. So like, I mean, I I think that would be really interesting is like to have a game like that come out free but then it's like, well, okay, I'll I'll spend $60 on buying all the like the best mods that I want, you know, or something like that. I would be okay with that personally. Um which is actually I think what Unreal Tournament is doing. They're actually crowdsourcing the development of the game. Yeah, that's a really weird system. And it, I don't know how well that's going. I've played, I've downloaded the beta and I've played a few matches. It's very clearly in an early state right now, but it's playable. Mm-hmm. And if I have, pay, if I've paid zero dollars by the time I'm enjoying it, and there's something that could extend that enjoyment, I'm totally willing to give them a few dollars. I don't, even, I don't even know what the spread is on the percentages, though, because it's they're not doing it through Steam. They're doing it through Epic itself. So I'm guessing it's going to be, I don't know, I'm hoping it's 3070, which I, I, is industry standard almost everywhere you go, uh, unless you start introducing third parties, like with the Bethesda mod situation. Yeah, I don't know how I would end up with that. I mean... You would definitely get the game, though, right? Probably. There's no reason. There's no reason not to. Yeah, the weird thing no is. So, so here's the thing about my my purchasing though is, like, I've got a real job and and I make a, a decent wage, but I still tend to buy things like a college student, and so I'm really super frugal about where I spend my money for games. Like, I was really just dis- like they had a sale, uh, a Steam sale. Yeah, off uh, on like Activision games, and I've been wanting to play the Black Ops games for a long time now, and I was super disappointed that it was like twenty bucks a piece for Black Ops One and Two, <laughs> and I'm like, why are these things still forty dollars retail? Like, why is it on on sale that they're even still twenty dollars? And I was like, really on the fence, but I hadn't seen them go down in price fr- like below that in like the five years since those games have been out, and so I was just like, fine, whatever, I'll pay the $20 but I felt I was so begrudging about paying the $20 <laughs> and uh and it's like you know what it, I buy very few games full price I buy most of them on Steam sale I buy a lot more of those under $10 like most of the games I buy are under $10 now sure and and it's not because I don't like supporting developers it's just I just like not spending money on those kinds of things. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, it's like going to a first-run movie. Like, you know, the, the the movie tickets are expensive, and the longer you wait, the closer 
new stuff's coming out the pipe. And so you're going to, you know, you go see, if you wait long enough, you go see Avengers 2 at the Dollar Theater. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind, of the, that's kind of the view that I have on it. Um, so if I, if I wait and I don't pick up the latest Call of Duty on a first run or, you know, the, the, the first uh, printing, they even started, they're even kind of, the industry's even kind of starting to do this on their own because they, that's where they have the, uh, the day zero editions and things like that where they try to entice you to buy it before the price goes down. So, you know, it seems like a lot of, a lot of uh, publishers are actually recognizing that the people like you exist. And I, and I think they're kind of acknowledging well, it, but they're making it, they're trying to entice people to buy it on so, day one. I mean, there's a lot of, like, EA tries to screw me on that because there's a lot of games where they will tear, turn off the servers and stuff yeah. for the account that you need to do to, to play the single player game. And so when they do that, it's like, well, I, I waited a year. Oh, well, you can't play this game anymore. Right. And that, that's, that's no fun. Uh, what, what, I, what I have trouble with sometimes nowadays, and this is, I understand, I, I, sound like, I feel like I'm trying to be too understanding about things, but I don't care for it. I actually really hate it, the, the way that DLC has gotten so big. It, but, you know, it is such an intrinsic part of the, syst- of the system now. But now, nowadays, instead of like ch- uh, cherry picking your DLC, they try to get you to buy the season pass. Mm. So it's like, hey, here's a sixty dollar game, but for just forty more, you know, we, 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 we promise you'll get a whole lot of new content. Yeah, we haven't even announced it yet, but if you give it to us now, we'll, we we well, promise it'll be good. Yeah, and you don't know. I mean, it's like the Costco tub of mayonnaise. It's like maybe you like mayonnaise, but do you need that much mayonnaise? I, it's cheaper if you buy that much. So yeah. the reason, so I'm going to say that the reason for DLC and season pass stuff and like things like that is because people know that everybody is like Jesse and doesn't want to spend the full $60 for it. Most, most purchases of all like P, like Steam PC games is through Steam sales. Like, you know, once it's like when a, when a game gets featured on a Steam sale, it's the, the sales skyrocket for yeah. it. Like, so part of the reason for the DLC and all that stuff is the expectation and the understanding that you say it's going to be a $60 game, but most people are going to end up spending 40 on it. And so or you less, try to yeah. get some of that back with the DLC. Yeah. It, it's also just from a game developer perspective, it's a lot more economical to go spend a month or two making a DLC pack than it is to spend two years making a whole new game from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you have to tell me that (laughs) you can, you know, you can extend the the lifetime of your, of people playing your game and, and, and perceiving its relevance. uh, Right. And if people are fans of, by drawing out that DLC release. And if people are fans of the game and they love it, then, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's, I mean, used to be called expansion packs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were usually just fewer and far, you know, further between, but bigger, bigger yeah, they deals. Were, they were and less more prevalent. I mean, you can imagine like the Diablo two expansion pack, if they had just released like each, each world of that act as like five, $5 packs instead yeah. of one $30. I never would have made it to the third <laughs> act. <laughs> but you, I mean, you understand what I mean? Like when they released like Lord of Destruction, like, like nowadays it almost seems like that could have. Would have could have been broken out into like yeah. smaller bits. Yeah, but the truth is, Lord of Destruction is what made Diablo two a really good game. 
I, when I think I, made I, Diablo two really good game was the one point eleven patch, which was totally free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That well, the, the, uh, some of the later the those toward the tail end patches and Lord of Destruction. That game was just gold. Uh, and so I'm not I'm not anti expansion pack or anything. It's just it's a lot of on faith purchasing that well, I think yeah, we're for the, to do now. For the, Oh, for the season pass. For the season yeah. pass, that's definitely like, well, I don't, I don't. Even no, know. I don't have, I don't have an issue. Well, with, that's because I feel like DLC's gotten really, really big, and it's, and I don't see it going. I mean, even Nintendo doesn't now after after Nintendo like kicking and screaming went into it, because I remember I don't remember who at Nintendo, but I remember some Nintendo exec saying if DLC is like saying you're paying for us to finish the game after you've already bought it or something like that, and you know I don't I don't share that polarizing view on it, but I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of it. Granted, I love the crap out of some of those Skyrim D- DLCs. Yeah, and I think there are certain times where DLC is bullshit. Where There's good like, DLC and bad DLC. The bad DLC is, here's this disc that already has the DLC on it, and you're paying to unlock what the content that's already on the disc. Yeah. That, that like, I can't remember what, there was some racing game that did that. It was like I think Mortal Kombat. Not, maybe not the new one, but I know the old one did. Yeah, I know. Because you download, I, like, a 100, 100 kilobyte unlock file yeah there was the same thing with like a with a car game it was a racing game it's like unlock this car for five dollars but it was already on the the disc and it just flipped us zero to a one yeah on disc dlc is really bad i mean mean, i'll 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 say that (laughs) i uh i've experienced that and i i mean from like a developer standpoint and it makes sense from a developer standpoint, not because of money, but because of contractual agreements with DLC releases and the certification process for consoles last generation. Stop making sense. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing that people don't want to look at. Like consumers don't want to don't want to look at this. Like, because it costs money to go through a certification process and because there was, like, relegations on, uh, like, sizes of, uh, like, rolling things into patches and, like, we had to, like, release patches with DLCs and stuff because of the certification process. And it's, it's, it's a messy thing. Like, the way first-party cert works causes a lot of it just um, but it feels like you're getting situations. screwed it feels like you're getting screwed as a as a consumer it feels like you're yeah getting screwed because, because it's like didn't i buy this and it's like and and well, if, and if like if they can go legally say that that you know a uh an elder scrolls game was porn because on the disc even though you couldn't access it there were nipples but then they say you're not legally owning content that's on the disc you know and it's like fuck you <laughs> You you are right, of course. I mean, that that is very much the reality. Um, I think what I want is not something realistic, but what I would like to see is I'd like to see the, a simplification of that situation because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, it happens because of complicated nonsense. Yeah, there, it happens because of the business of making a video game. And the the business of making video games is what causes so much of these convoluted experiences. And in an ideal situation, we would just streamline that crap. Yeah. The new consoles are getting are better about some of that stuff. Like, the restrictions on, like, how you can do 
patches and uh and like maximum file sizes for that kind of stuff like i don't even know if there is an upper limit on how big a patch can be because i think one of the oh geez it was some new game but it was basically like you were downloading the whole game again in a patch what game was that any of them on ps4 because you copy the whole game to your hard drive anyway yeah, but it's like a patch should be basically the delta between your your content updates and like what it was, but it was yeah. it was like the patch was so significant that it was almost the whole game again. Oh, I think it was Master Chief Collection. Yeah, I want to say that that sounds right. Yeah, because that game was so like broken out of the gate that <laughs> that they had to like download the whole thing again. Yeah. But uh yeah, and it's and it's and and I think um oh geez, what was that game? What was the game with the parkour shooting and giant robots? That's not narrowing it down. No, 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 no. You 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 had like jetpacks and you got into a giant robot. Oh, and they made a big Titanfall. Titanfall. Yeah, <laughs> can't even remember the name of that game anymore. Uh, uh, yeah, like that game had a huge patch as well. Yeah. And they said it was because of... That's another thing that gets out of hand is day one patches. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm the old man in the room tonight. I'm complaining a lot. <laughs> Nobody likes day one patches. Like, even as a developer, I don't yeah. like day one patches. Uh, I, I feel like it's dirty, but it's one of those dirty, dirty deeds that you have to do well, you get to the. I mean, you, yeah. It, does it run well enough for someone to play it and get all the way through the game? Yes. Okay. Ship it. That's kind of how it feels sometimes. Yeah. And we'll fix it. We'll fix it in post. Yeah. Uh. And hope that the the gamer or the person who's buying it has an internet connection. Which what is bugs, which is reasonable. What nowadays, bugs did but... QA catch? Okay. Now, which <laughs> one of those are blockers? <laughs> we'll ship it with the mole people. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll ship it with the mole people we have a and the dialogue clones. Yeah. Seventy five percent chance of, of mole we'll, people. We'll ship it 20, with the loot table role boss. Yeah. Twenty five of sky people. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I may I may wait until that game is both five dollars and works. Keep Dragon waiting. Age? Yeah. Oh. You're gonna you're gonna be waiting for a while. Yeah, I mean I'm the the reason I'm playing it is because I got it for free. Well, I mean, I, I, bought the, I bought the first Dragon Age that's last a, year that's for five dollars. That's a great review. So. You should put, you should log into Steam and yeah, get put that review. It was free. Yeah, it's not available on Steam. You oh right, right, because Origin. Yeah, Origin's uh, just a piece of garbage. Origin's just a hot yeah. pile of garbage. You you have no idea how long I'm willing. We to have wait. a title for the episode. <laughs> hot pile of garbage. Yeah, you have no idea how long I'm willing to wait for the game because I bought Dragon Age on Steam, like the first one last year. I only bought System Shock two. And la- last year. Yeah, yeah, but but it worked. The the game worked. I, After I patched it. Yeah. <laughs> with I, a community patch. Yeah, that's well, one of those games. What I found, I, it was funny too because I, now, I found a whole bunch. Mod? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, that'd be terrible if you start having like community patches, like oh yeah, it's... fixing Skyrim. Here's 130 fixes for quests. Yeah, somebody was two dollars talking about that at work because there are so many of those like unofficial patches where it's like fix this thing where this quest item doesn't actually spawn and those kinds of things. It's like, what if people char- started charging money for that? And it's like, what if Bethesda started making money off of people, other people fixing their crap in their games? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's so, some, some MBA just, just changed their pants. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> Some of those mods drum, like, really? You felt felt the need to work on this? Like, I went and fixed all 587,000 instances of a rock that was slightly floating over the terrain. I appreciate that. You know, some <laughs> people, that's, I've noticed, again, I've noticed a lot of that in Dragon Age, where uh, there's just, like, there's the pile of rocks mesh, or collection mesh, mm-hmm. uh, like a prefab object that they place in the world, or maybe it spawns in the world, and so it's just, like, <laughs> Here's a sand dune, and here's a bunch of rocks just like floating over the over the edge of it. And procedurally added. Yeah. Oh god, they've got this thing where it it like randomly populates like spawn in zones for enemies with like clutter and boxes and things. And like I've got like five or ten videos of wa- walking up to these places, and it's just like barrels floating ten feet in the air, and like maybe that's just so, the world like, of Dragon I was, Age. I was just imagining like that they spawn in front of you, so you're just walking along, and then you see an explosion of barrels and boxes as a monster I want comes to out of it. glitch out and do a fractal barrel. <laughs> barrels. You on see, barrels. you just see barrels, and he's like, "My God, it's full of barrels!" And your computer crashes. <laughs> Now, I'm realizing that uh, Dragon Age is the new Batman ever since I started sitting in on the podcast. So we talk about Dragon Age every week, but not not Batman. We talked about Batman. Well, it's not saying Batman doesn't happen, but I don't think we did last time. Now he's trying to make Batman happen. I, I'm trying to make Batman We're trying happen. to make Batman happen. It's not going to happen. You just got to let it. You just got to let it happen. You just got to let it come out. I'll, I'll learn. Yeah, I'll work on it. You're new. It's... I'm new. <laughs> Forgive the rookie kids. Um, we uh, tangentially talked about Batman last time, I think, because uh, you brought up Rachel Ghoul, and uh, that's Batman. Well, I do. T- actually, I just talk about Rachel Ghoul all the time. It's is he anybody else's enemy though? I don't know. Green Apparently, Arrow. in this Arrow Does, show, like yeah, Green Arrow, right, has him as a as a villain. I don't in that, know in in the TV show. Yeah, yeah, but that's in the TV show, which which counts sort of. Yeah, I mean, if you like the 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 high school drama of comic books, <laughs> there. I enjoy the show, but my God, is D- it melodramatic? DC is trying. They're trying to. They're trying to universe their stuff. They're trying. <laughs> no, they're not. They're, I mean, no, they're, they're not. They're because... trying. They are trying. They're, they're, they're tying, eating it doesn't make it true. They're tying Arrow and Flash together. Okay. They have a and Batman and Superman movie. Okay. I would. I would phrase it more like they're rolling up Flash and Green Arrow in a carpet, throwing <laughs> them off a bridge. <laughs> so okay. I feel like there's some talented people working on these shows, and that's if that's what DC's trying is, sure. But they're they're going to all this trouble of investing into these TV shows, and then a couple of years from now, they're putting out a Flash movie that has nothing to do with because the TV show. Because that's the genius of the people at DC. 
is that they're they're not any good about tying any of their like any of their branches of stuff together. I, you realize I you was, just said they're geniuses; they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm I'm being ironic. Ah, <laughs> whoosh. Uh, I was so yeah. I I went and uh, I was I was listening to the director's commentary on uh, on a. Uh, uh, Justice League Unlimited, where they talked about how DC, Justice League Unlimited coming out around the same time as uh, Dark Knight and stuff, and they were like, yeah, we won't let you use Batman or any of the villains in Justice League Unlimited, because we don't want that cannibalizing our properties. Yeah, and it's... Right? It's to, and look at Marvel who did the opposite and everything and they just basically print money at this point. Exactly. But I mean, actually, those cartoons was about the I think that was the best that DC had ever done with that stuff, because the Batman, the animated series and Superman, the animated series actually did kind of come together in the same world in the Justice Leagues and the Flash and all of that. Everything Bruce so, Tim does for DC is pretty good yeah like all of those early or like late mid to late 90s cartoons and how they wrapped into justice league like those are all connected and it's all a con like contiguous universe right that's that was their universe but that, that was, was warner brothers i mean warner Bro animated warner brothers yeah was is brilliant because they're still doing stuff off and on i think they i think bruce tim still does animated uh like direct to dvd movies and yeah because and they're brilliant all of them yeah yeah, I mean, one All of Star his Superman is great. It's on Netflix, I think. Go watch it. One of one of his uh, the Red Hood thing that he did uh, retconned the the reason like the whole uh, Tim Drake coming back from the dead and made it make sense. Mm -hmm. Like because they had a really stupid reason for Tim Drake coming back in the comics. Like some idiot wrote like Superboy punches a hole in Universe B and and Tim Drake like comes back to through that hole in the it's retarded. that's how i'd come back and and whenever they had this like like bring you back to life device in the dc universe called the lazarus pits and then they and then bruce tim's like well let's just use that because that's a thing that we already have that's a device and it's like who, who rachel ghoul how about we just have him put him into the lazarus pit bring him back to life as a favor you know to to bruce and then maybe he'll marry my daughter or something Spoilers to everybody who hasn't watched any of these things. No, but, uh, no, they have to live with their mistakes. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you have not watched this already? But, and now we're talking about Batman. Yeah. It happened! <laughs> so, uh... But, yes, Marvel is definitely way better, because, like, even, like, their movies all link together, all of them star Samuel L. Jackson at some point in them. Mm -hmm. and, and most of their movies are good. I'm expecting the Daredevil show to bring in Sam Jackson at some point. And yeah, 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 Daredevil is still set in the same world that exactly. the Avengers well, they, movie they was set they in. They referenced it, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, and then New York happened. Yeah. Um. So yes, they've done a very good job of keeping a consistent world with this generation of actors. And I assume once, and I think it's because at Disney or at Marvel, uh, I don't know if those are separate entities at this point, but. If uh, what I heard that they're doing with Star Wars, and I think they were probably did this with Marvel before they started down this road, was they had a like a 
basically a continuity committee, mm-hmm. like a, 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 a group of lore holders who decide what is and what is not canonized in this in this uh, universe. And that's what they've started doing at, at, at Disney for the Star Wars stuff is they've got this group of people who decide what is and what is not going to be made. Um, well, they are doing like six movies, so I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just really disappointing that they never bought back the X-Men or Spider-Man. They got Spider-Man. They did get Spider-Man back? Yep. But they, they don't okay. own him yet. But No, but they can put him in movies. They're making their yeah. own... They're making a Marvel Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I heard like one of the rumored titles is going to be Spider-Man uh, the colon the New Avenger. Yeah, I I feel like they're gonna they're working up to a New Avengers movie at some point because well, they're yes. doing the Defenders right on uh, Netflix. I don't, think, I don't know it, if they're gonna do a Defenders series. I know that they're doing the character it's on series Netflix. though. Netflix. Well, they really well the if you if you. If you search for it on Netflix, it shows up and says huh. coming soon. Oh, well, okay so, then. Never mind. So they're aren't definitely... they doing? Uh, aren't they going to start working on a? Uh, who are the people who live on the moon? The moon. The Nazis. Nights? Not the not. No. The Watcher. Not the Watcher. Uh, it's some like... other moon person. No, it's a group of people Marvin? who live on the moon. Wait, he's Martian. Uh, the honeymooners. No, it. It's got people like, like Black Bolt, and the Inhumans. Know, the Inhumans. Aren't they going to do an Inhumans movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are, and I'm I'm wondering if they're going to tie them with Agents of Shield, given that they're kind of doing the Inhumans now. They're doing the Inhumans now. Yeah. The that that is, for anyone who's watching it, uh, that is basically the major plot arc right now. Oh. is the Inhumans? Yeah, I haven't been watching that show. It's I, I well, like we. I think I feel like I feel like I say this every week. I enjoy that show. <laughs> it's good. Watch it. I watched what was on Netflix. So season oh, right. two it's is good. Netflix. Season two changes gears dramatically, but it's good. Uh, okay. Well, maybe uh, don't pay for mods. Don't or. <laughs> or or support them if they have like a Patreon or something. Go and support. Yeah, them. I'm I'm fine with that. Do that. Um, some support people, art. some people maybe should get paid for doing mods. Go go see local plays. Other people, plays. if you know they make something terrible, pay for the art. You know, maybe don't pay them. I don't know. Heckle them. Heckle them. <laughs> Tell them what they're doing wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that oh. That'll, uh, I guess that'll do it for this, this recording. Next week, next week we should talk about um, the, the, the other stuff on the, the other list. stuff on the list. Closing, shutting down Silent Hills and stuff. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> next time, can Konami do anything right? I don't think they're making video games anymore. <laughs> I think now it's just like performance art. We make hats art. now. Well, apparently they are they're big into like pachinko and stuff, and like other other Japanese. You gambling. will win a ha ha ha. You will win a ha ha ha. Exactly. You will win a ha ha ha. Um, no, but it, no. from what I've from what I've seen on like from other people talking about Konami, there's 
they've had a lot of hands in other they're like one of those mitsubishi things where where that's like, like every japanese company like yamaha makes like yeah makes like motorcycles, motorcycles and keyboards and socks yeah like mitsubishi makes like washer and dryers and cars and you know other appliances and i don't know well apple's starting to do the same thing what do you call that diagonal integration uh, maybe I have no idea what that is. Spiral integration. A- Apple's making watches, and rumor has it they're gonna start making cars, and who knows what's next? I don't know. Apple Car. And Tesla's making batteries for <laughs> it's the a home. car. It's a car that you can only fill up at Apple gas stations because <laughs> it has a proprietary gas nozzle. It runs on smug, <laughs> and it runs on smug. Oh, geez. <laughs> what was that? That Simpsons or. The guy runs, runs on his sense of self satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the pollution that comes out of smog is just the worst. Comes out of smug. That's what I said. You said smog. We just heard smog. No, you, you definitely said smog. That's two. That's two out of three. We've got it recorded. Yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll know if you're wrong. We'll see. When I'm editing this. He's uh, gonna come back. He's I'm gonna, gonna cut out a clip he's, of you he's saying. He's gonna go smug and like. <laughs> now, just... what's, what's gonna happen is you're gonna get an email in about two hours of just that, just the word smog, <laughs> just clip, just clipped out because that's why we have the corn thing. A <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible rendition of of corn. I don't know. I thought it was pretty spot on. <laughs> You know, when I listened it's back like to it... It's like I'm hearing the radio. <laughs> when I listened to it, I was like, ah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, um, we've already kept well late, so... Yeah. We still have no emails. Uh, have your people at work who listen to this send us emails. Uh, I've t- I will tell them. Tell them to, yeah. Send, us, send questions. Podcast at siteinbeta.com. Send us emails, and maybe we'll mention them, <laughs> or, uh, or, it, or or maybe not. <laughs> I mean, it depends on what it is. If the, if 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 the, you say it enough, someone will just sign you up for spam. I mean, if the email. It's like guys, guys, I can refi the house. Uh, I found this all these great Canadian prescriptions. <laughs> yes, this Nigerian prince has asked us. If we would help, what's your bank account number? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. he just—he well, says he needs two. us to hold on to some money for him, and we just need to give him our routing number and our bank account number, and he'll just let it sit in there. He's got this mod he's working on. Yeah, Nigerian mods. Never trust Nigerian mods. That's the moral of this. Yeah, but the pollution that comes out of smog is just the worst. The pollution that comes out of smog is comes out of smog is smog is smog is smog is smog. Smug.